Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, Justin Hogg here from RightSource and the Glorious Outdoors talking corporate governance for not-for-profits. One of the things that's come up a bit recently, and I think a bit out of uh, the, the year that we've had, is that boards are starting to talk about their performance and go, well, how have we performed? Should we do a performance review? And it's a very interesting question because I suppose in some respects, why, why does a board do a performance review? What, what's the point? <clears throat> and it's like anything where you're doing something, you want to every so often check in and make sure that you're doing the best you can. And that's, that's really what a board performance review is about, is it, its ability to reflect on your performance, um, check in that the governance framework for the organization is working for the board, make sure that the board members and the directors are happy with how they're performing. And of course, most importantly, with a board performance review, it's actually an opportunity to uh, find out where you could improve. So both in terms of suggestions, but also in terms of that reflection piece, what could be done better? both from a board point of view, but organizational-wide as well. So that's really why you're doing a board performance review. How often should you do it? Well, the default tends to be annual because that's, I suppose, how we tend to work. So we'll do an annual performance review and that's, you know, that'll give us our positioning for the year and that's, we'll do it once a year. And there's nothing wrong with that. The other, other I suppose, point to to look at is a lot of performance reviews, especially for staff, a lot of the um, the movement in that area is towards more regular, not necessarily informal, but more often feedback or more abilities for, to, to provide feedback. So, I mean, I would take that on from a board point of view as well, is that it doesn't have to be just annual. So from there, you can look at things like um, some boards do a checkout at the end of a board meeting. That That is sort of like a, how did we play during the board meeting and a an opportunity. Some have a, a towards the end of the meeting as well, a, a opportunity for board members to contribute stuff, sort of like general business, but like improvement ideas or out of the box or something like that. So you're really talking about an opportunity to give for directors to give feedback on how the board's performed. And likewise, you've got a lot of staff engagement apps now where you know, staff are able to check in each day or check in periodically. There's no reason why you couldn't set up that up for your board as well to see how they're going, how they're feeling about the performance and and the board generally. So that all leads into, well, how do you do a board, board performance? Now, the default or the simplest way, I, I think, is you create a survey that you send around to the board members. Now, that can be done in something as simple as an Excel sheet. Um, you can get more funky with it and use SurveyMonkey or something like that to, to allow people to, perform, to do their survey online. You want to make sure also that you don't have it, well, you don't have to, but a lot of boards prefer it to be de-identified so that when the feedback is collated, they don't know necessarily who's specifically given that information. So it gives a little level of anonymity. Um, so directors might feel more, uh, more comfortable to, free more, more, to share more freely. Um, and that's a, a place where quite often the company secretary role comes in in terms of coordinating that process and in terms of providing feedback, getting all the individual responses back, collating that to a uh, concise report or a, a feedback, but also 
taking all the identification off. So that is like, well, this is the summary of the results. Um, also being able to provide a sort of a, a theme or a, an overview of, of what the survey is saying, um, but being able to give that level of anonymity in providing that feedback. Now, obviously, that doing an internal survey and using something like Excel or SurveyMonkey is a relatively uh, cheap and easy, quick way to do your board performance review. Uh, you can also look at external reviews. So there are definitely a lot of organizations that provide that ability to bring in an independent third party to do a board performance review. They will tend to, obviously they will cost more, uh, but they do add an, an additional level of independence into the review and may even bring something additional to the organization. So um, definitely something that uh, I felt facilitate before. And I think coming in as an independent person with a, a understanding of corporate governance and what good practice looks like, being able to provide another point of reference of how a board might be able to improve is often quite useful in a board performance review. And lastly, I mean, we talked about the, the format, how formal you make it. So you've got the surveys, you've got potentially an app you could set up to have regular, or you could have that informal approach at the start, or sorry, at the end of board meeting. So there's a lot of different ways that you can actually go about performing that board performance review. So really how you do your board performance review is up to you. What we haven't really talked about those, that's the how, the what, the when, um, is more of the process. So obviously doing it's the first step and that's great. And then getting the results back, which is also an important step, um, but also the findings and, and sort of interrogating the results and, and, and sort of pulling out of that some areas for improvement is also important. But the next step in that process is once you've done it, you've got the results and you've interrogated a little bit, is to actually work out what the action items from it. And this is start where you start getting that lived experience of the governance. So it's actually making it mean something and make it continue to evolve. So by creating an action list out of your board performance review is probably the part where you start really adding some value. So you've given everyone the opportunity to have feedback and and you've got that feedback. You need to do something with that feedback, and that's what that action list is. So I would, I would recommend always putting that on your action list as part of your your board action list as things from the board performance review that we want to either improve, um, update, engage, whatever it is, to make sure that those things are ticked off, so that you don't get to the next board performance review, which might be in a year's time, to still have the same issues because that then disengages anybody so it disengages your directors it's the same as staff directors anybody if you seek feedback and then you don't action it why are you doing it i suppose and people get disengaged in the process and that action list those actions can inform a lot of areas of your corporate governance and this is where again the value starts coming in for me in terms of doing a board performance review is that that board performance review will help start you help you to start understanding things like you know, are directors looking to leave soon? Is there an update you need to do in your succession planning? Is it something to do with the skills matrix and that either the board identifies the skills that's not on there or that as you understand your succession planning, you understand that there's going to be directors who are going to leave that you're going to have to fulfill their skills. There's also quite often in terms of how management reports are coming through the board, board papers, um, there's often feedback in terms of what directors would like to see more, how they get their information. That's all very useful information in terms of, again, making the board work more efficient, 
more efficiently. And then your governance framework overall. I mean, this is what the directors, one of their core responsibilities are, is the, direct, is the governance framework. If they think there's ways it could be improved, or you know, the, the roles within that framework, or, or the timing of meetings, or all that type of stuff, this is the time that you can go back and have a serious look at that, and just from this one survey, get a lot of information to either make sure that one, you're on the right path, or two, if there's tweaks that can be made, that you can go through and do that in a measured and a way where you've already got everybody's feedback. And then simply it's a case of monitoring those actions that are getting completed and when you feel it's appropriate in terms of timing, do the pool performance review again and then you have the ability to measure it against the last one. So try and keep it similar in terms of the feedback you're getting. Um, because that way it'll allow you to compare to whether you're improving based on last time. And quite often what I'll see is that uh, boards will do an external feedback one year, then they'll do a couple of years of internal, and then they'll move to an external one. And that, that makes sure that they both keep monitoring their progress, but every so often get a, a, a reset from an external party to make sure that they're not subject to groupthink and missing something that just doesn't happen to be on that board. So that's really board performance review. Uh, I think it's it with any position in an organization, I think a, a review process is important, um, especially with the board because the tone is always set from the top. So if the board's interesting in improving itself and making sure that it's doing the, being the best it can be, that'll help set the tone for the rest of the organization. So always something to look at and honestly, it doesn't need to be that complicated. It's more about doing it than overthinking it. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.